The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso with Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. I want to wish you all many blessings. I am so excited to be here on this broadcast and speaking with you today. Can you believe that we're already well into December? I can't believe that the year is almost over. We are coming up on the end of 2022, and we are coming into the beginning of 2023, and things have been moving so fast. There are many things that are going on across the nations and in the spiritual realm that are happening so quickly. God is setting the stage for the body of Christ. We need to be ready yesterday, guys. And I want to remind you, since we are coming up on the end of the year, I want to remind you to register for the Prophetic Gathering of the Saints. It's $25 per person, and every year, God always has fresh prophetic words for His body, concerning the nations, concerning the church, and concerning us individually. And let me tell you, it's always a grand old time. It's always great. And it's always great to spend time in the presence of the Lord as we begin the new year. So I want to encourage all of you, you don't want to miss this event. So be sure to go to our website, SOGMI.org events, and register for the Prophetic Gathering of the Saints. We have both live stream and in-person registration available, so be sure to do that right away. There were some issues with the registration in past weeks, but all those things have been taken care of. So if you go to our website, SOGMI.org slash events, you can register for the prophetic gathering of the saints. So as we begin, I just want to address a couple things. I know that many of you are probably very concerned after hearing the results of the Georgia runoff. Many of you might be upset. You might have even been saying a bunch of negative words. And I want to tell you right now, do not speak any words that go contrary to the word of God and do not start speaking negative confessions. The Lord wants us to know that we should not feel defeated or upset concerning the Georgia runoff election. We have to remember that God is still on the throne and he will have his way. Remember, right? Why do the heathens rage? Why do the nations plot a vain thing? For the Lord is seated on his throne. The one who's seated in heaven, he's laughing. God is going to have his way. The truth is, though, the results of the Georgia runoff, it's an indictment on the church in Georgia. Because both candidates professed to be Christians. They both claimed to believe in God and to be Christians. However, One of them was pro-life and one of them was pro-abortion. And so the fact that somebody who claimed to be a Christian and supported abortion is the one who won this election, it's an indictment on the church in Georgia that they do not look at the fruits in a person's life, but rather they align themselves along certain political arenas. You see, in order for the move of God to come in America, we, the church, have to be holy. Right? For how can God judge the wicked if we are not holy? Because if he brings judgment when we have not repented and turned towards God, we too will be caught up in that judgment. Because God is a holy God. 
and he's an all-consuming fire. We have to be holy before God. Nonetheless, though, do not speak negative words or do not say anything that runs contrary to the will of God. Because God's purpose will stand just as he said. And it doesn't matter if certain people are in political office or not. Remember, God is the one who raises up kings and brings them down. Instead, I encourage all of you, remain excited because God's purpose is going to stand. It's time for us to get excited and it's time for us to focus on God. And you might be looking at the news and you might be thinking, oh, but things are horrible. Things are so bad. Turn it off. Stop looking and speaking negative things. Stop focusing on these negative things. Instead, focus on God because God is the kind of God, the one that we serve is the kind of God that can turn things around in an instant. And he's not bound by the laws of man, right? So if you are getting a negative impression of how things are going, that means you have limited in your mind what you think God is able to do. We have to decide that we trust God. Amen? Trust in him with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding, right? When you're watching the news and you're getting upset, and you're forgetting the promises of the Lord, what are you doing? You are leaning on your own understanding. Instead, acknowledge the things that God has said and take those as your truth. Because what the Lord has said is we're going to have the most righteous government that this nation has ever had since its founding. And that may seem impossible, but nothing's impossible with God. And so long as the body of Christ focuses on God, starts obeying God, implementing God's ways of doing things, that's when it's going to happen. When we step into God's will. Amen. A few weeks ago, right around the time of Thanksgiving, the Lord showed Pastor Chris a vision, a vision of Washington, D.C. And in this vision, she said that she saw Washington, D.C. in the spiritual realm, and it was in disarray. Many people were there in Washington that were not supposed to be there. So because of this, there are still many replacements and displacements that are going to come. Political upheavals will continue as the Lord continues in positioning his people. And you see, that's what God is doing right now. And he will do it in your life if you let him. He will position you. Because who are his people? That's me and you, right? So political upheavals will continue as God positions his people in every sector of society. So not just in the political arena, in the tech arena, education, politics, fashion, arts and entertainment, right? In every arena, God is going to position his people and he's already doing it. And if you open up your schedule to God, let God be the one who dictates your schedule. Let God be the one who dictates your priorities. He will position you as well. She continued, God is still dealing with the leadership in all political parties. Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, it doesn't matter what political party, they're all going to be dealt with. Because let's face it, there's corruption in all the political parties. Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, none of them are doing the will of God the way that they should be doing. And you know, Sometimes political parties will come, oh yeah, we'll fight on behalf of the people and fight on behalf of righteousness, right? And then they maintain the status quo. And the truth is, is if, for example, the Republicans got the win that they were wanting, if they got the influence and they got all the victories that they were looking for, 
they would rest on their laurels and continue maintaining the status quo as they have always done. Is this not the case? God is going to deal with all the corruption in Washington, Republican and Democrat, okay? So they will all be dealt with because there is corruption in all the parties and God has promised to remove it. He's promised to remove this corruption that's been festering in America and it's been there for more than a hundred years. Okay, these are not new things. Many things are coming to the forefront, some of which are shocking and surprising. But the truth is, is that this wicked root has been in America for more than a hundred years. Concerning the agencies that were formed to bring about justice, the FBI, CIA, NSA, Justice Department, concerning these agencies, new evidence will be brought forward. And some of this evidence will go all the way back to 2016. More whistleblowers are going to gain courage and come forward. And even foreign governments will produce evidence and God will even use other countries to turn the United States back towards righteousness and bring about justice here. So knowing all these things now, right, we need to watch the words that we speak. Do not ever speak words that are in contradiction to these things that God has said he's going to do. Even if it seems like an impossible situation, right? Even if it seems like no matter what you can possibly perceive, God couldn't do it. God is a God of impossible. Remember when Elisha prophesied, by this time tomorrow, a sea of flour will sell for a shekel at the gates of Samaria, right? You have to understand that the economic situation in that area had become so bad that parents were eating their own children. This is how bad the economic situation had come in that nation. And now the prophet comes along and he says, by this time tomorrow, a sea of flour will sell for a shekel of silver. That is how impossible that situation is. We have to understand. And the man who was leaning, standing beside the king, he said, even if God opened up the heavens, such a thing would not happen. And Elisha said to him, you will see it with your own eyes but you will not partake of it. And that is exactly what happened. God can turn around any economic situation, any political situation, in an instant. Have faith in God. Do not speak words that contradict him. Because it shows that you don't believe him. So we have to watch the words that we speak. Corruption will be exposed, and our mighty and merciful and all-loving God he will uproot and destroy the wicked root that is in Washington, D.C. Even the most liberal of news media and arts and entertainment companies will have no choice but to face up to the corruption and fess up to the corruption in their own trade. And many of them will turn on one another, but the purpose of God will stand. I want us to remember the word of the Lord that has been spoken to us from Isaiah chapter 46. Isaiah 46, verse 10. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand, and I will do that I please. So in all these things, continue to pray for the salvation of our political leaders. And don't pray out of hatred. And we need to pray over this nation. 
not in unbelief, but in faith that God is turning it towards righteousness. Pastor Chris also had a prophetic vision concerning the tech industry. And this is what the word of the Lord that came to her said. It said the following, If Google will not turn towards righteousness, they will be no more. And people will Google Google in the future, right? Because what does it mean to Google something? It means to search. And people are going to search and they're going to ask, what happened to Google? Because Google will cease to be. So continue to thank God. Remember, why do the nations rage? Why do they plot a vain thing? Because God is sitting on his throne laughing. He's already got all the power. He's already got all the authority. He's going to have his way. In the book of Obadiah, and the, the situation with Google and many of these tech companies is very much like the case of Obadiah. And it's a one-chapter book. But it's a word of the Lord that came concerning the nation of Edom. And the Edomites were descendants of Esau, right? So, Edomites were a sort of kin to the Israelites. But what the Edomites did is that when the Israelites were being taken away and taken captive and, and their cities ransacked and destroyed, what the Edomites did is that in the passages and the crossroads, exiting their cities, the pathways, they stood there and they cut down and stopped any Israelites that were trying to escape. And any Israelite refugees that were hiding away, they turned them over to their oppressors. Okay? So in the eyes of God, this was a very wicked and evil thing, right? How could you do this? Were their own brothers, right? Because they're descendants of Jacob, and the Edomites are descendants of Esau. So their own kin stood in the roads and crossroads and cut them down and stopped them from being able to escape from their enemies. But you have to understand that the Edomites were very proud because the Edomites lived up in the mountaintops, which especially back then, when you have an altitude advantage, I want you to imagine you're trying to siege one of their cities, but in order to get to them, you have to climb up these cliff sides and mountains. That means by the time you ever get close to them, you will have already been pelted down by rocks and arrows and spears and all manner of things which made any of their cities nigh impossible to siege, right? And so they were very proud, because who could possibly bring them down in their fortified mountain cities? Who would dare oppose them and risk losing their armies before they can even get to the city? Okay, so this is the history of the book of Obadiah. So, let us see what the word of the Lord that came to Obadiah is. Obadiah Verse 1, chapter 1. The vision of Obadiah. This is what the sovereign Lord says to Edom. We have heard a message from the Lord. An envoy was sent to the nations. Rise, let us go against her for battle. See, I will make you small among the nations. You will be utterly despised. The pride of your heart has deceived you. You who live in the clefts of the rocks and make your home on the heights, you who say to yourself, who can bring me down to the ground? They're so proud. Who could possibly bring us down? We're so big. We have so many resources, right? And maybe Google or other tech giants may be saying this to themselves. We're so rich, so abundant, so influential. Who could possibly bring us down? 
Verse 4. Though you soar like the eagle and make your nest among the stars, from there I will bring you down, declares the Lord. So who's the one that's going to bring them down? God himself has said he is going to be the one to bring them down. And when he makes that determination, surely no nation, no tech giants, no billionaire can stand against the will of the Lord, despite how proud of their fortresses and their resources and their riches they may be. And this is what will happen to a company such as Google if they do not turn towards righteousness, is that they will be humbled and brought low by God himself. It says in verse 6, But how Esau will be ransacked, his hidden treasures pillaged. All your allies will force you to the border. Your friends will deceive and overpower you. Those who eat your bread will set a trap for you, but you will not detect it. And so here you see God is pitting people who are allies against one another. In this case, the Edomites, their friends and their allies, right? Now there's infighting and they're being thrown into derision. And they're laying traps for them. Verse 8. In that day, declares the Lord, will I not destroy the wise men of Edom, those of understanding in the mounts of Esau? And understand, these tech giants, there's a lot of smart people. The banking institutions, there's a lot of smart people, okay? The children of the world aren't dumb. And many of them have invented many marvelous things. But their knowledge and understanding will not help them if they continue to go against the will of God. Your warriors, Taman, will be terrified, and everyone in Esau's mountain will be cut down in the slaughter. Because of your violence against your brother Jacob, you will be covered with shame. You will be destroyed forever. And then what happens, and he goes on and talks about all the things that the Edomites did about how they stood by and let strangers carry off the Israelites, about how they stood in the crossroads and cut their brothers and sisters off so that they could be captured, how they turned over their refugees that were hiding from their oppressors, how they were gloating over the Israelites. He, he outlines all these things that they did to the people of God. But then Obadiah redirects, and now the prophetic word shifts towards all nations. It says in verse 15, The day of the Lord is near for all nations. As you have done, it will be done to you. Your deeds will return upon your own head. Just as you drank on my holy hill, so all nations will drink continually. They will drink and drink as if they have never been. But on Mount Zion, there will be deliverance. Amen. It will be holy and Jacob will possess his inheritance. Okay, so that's three things that God's bringing to the people of God. He brings deliverance, and also the people of God will be holy. And this is something that God is expecting of us, okay? On Mount Zion, there will be deliverance, it will be holy, and Jacob will possess his inheritance, okay? The possessing of the inheritance, that's the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence, that's inhabiting the promised land, that's establishing the kingdom of God. The deliverance of God and us being holy are required for that to happen. Jacob will be a fire and Joseph a flame, 
Esau will be stubble, and they will set fire on him and destroy him. There will be no survivors from Esau. The Lord has spoken. And what happens after this is he begins to outline how this territory that the Edomites had will be taken and it will be given to other people, and eventually the Israelites will inhabit it. It says, People from the Negev will occupy the mountains of Esau, and people from the foothills will possess the lands of the Philistines. They will occupy the fields of Ephraim and Samaria, and Benjamin will possess Gilead. The company of Israelite exiles who are in Canaan will possess the land as far as Zarephath. The exiles from Jerusalem who are in Sepharad will possess the towns of the Negev. Okay, and so notice how this company from the Israelites, right? They're possessing all of this land now. And then it says, Deliverers will go up on Mount Zion to govern the mountains of Esau. Okay, so that high place that they were so proud of, it's no longer theirs. It was been given over to people from Mount Zion. And the kingdom will be the Lord's. And this is something that I'm looking forward to seeing, which is the kingdom of God manifesting here on earth as it is in heaven and his glory covering the earth as the waters cover the sea. So don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed when you see the negative news, when you see things going on in the world. God is shaking things up and he is setting the stage so he can put the body of Christ in position. It's not going to happen the way that we expect it to. God does not work according to the ways of man. But he's going to shake everything up. And we got to remember his purpose is going to stand. And it doesn't matter how rich or influential some wicked people might be. God's will will stand. In Hebrews chapter 12, starting with verse 26. And I'm reading in the NLT version. It says, When God spoke from Mount Zion, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed, so that only the unshakable things will remain. Okay? Everything will be shaken. Republicans, Democrats, tech industries, social media, arts and entertainment, education, finance, all of it will be shaken. And by the way, those shakings... They're already happening now, if you've been paying attention. One of those things, that's the beginning of these heavy shakings, is what's been happening in the cryptocurrency world. I mean, billions and billions of dollars vanished in a matter of hours. That's a shaking from the Lord. We have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, okay? So all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. And this is the reason why we have to be holy. We have to start listening to God yesterday. Verse 28. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. For our God is a devouring fire. So continue to thank God. Get excited because of the great and marvelous things he's promised us. He's promised them to us guys. So it doesn't matter what the situation looks like. If God says he's going to do it, we should take him at his word and start praising him and thanking him for it. Amen. 
Okay, so get excited because God's purpose is going to stand. I'm running out of time, but before I go, I want to remind you, don't forget to register for the Prophetic Gathering of the Saints. It's this December 31st. We're starting at 7 p.m. and it's $25 per person. If you want to attend, go to our website, sogmi.org events. Again, that is sogmi.org events. The transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence is here now. God is already positioning his people. It's time for us to get in line and obey God. And I encourage you, start seeking God out now. Let God dictate your schedule. Let God dictate your priorities. And you will find yourself being moved into unexpected places as the Holy Spirit guides you. We're in exciting times, guys. But I'm out of time. So my name's Joshua Sasso. And you've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Until next time, God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I.org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas, 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas, 78023.